Hello and welcome to Two Guys, One Sidewalk. I'm Shane. And I'm Keith. Welcome to episode 27. Two seven. Two seven. And um, I know it's hard to believe, but 227 is actually the last time the Cowboys won a Super Bowl 27 years ago. Speaking of Cowboys, 40 to nothing victory yeah, last Cowboys night. did look good last night. I, I, I'll give it up to you. I, not only did they play well, I thought they looked well with those new pants they had on. Yeah, I wasn't uh, checking their pants the out Doomsday, or anything. Doomsday but, defense pants. Yeah, matter right of fact, there. I sent you a text last night. I said, hey, where do they get these pants from? And you sent me a, a picture from whenever they used to wear them back in the 70s with the Doomsday defense. And, then, you know, I told you earlier this morning, whenever I turned on the TV last night, I thought, is there something wrong with my color? Because the Cowboys pants don't look right. But and you, So that was the first time since the 70s they brought those out. Which, like I said, I thought they looked pretty sharp in that, that blue last night. Well, they, they, they looked sharp all night. But I know we're going to talk a little football during the real news segment yeah. of the show. Let's talk a little bit about what, where we went this morning. As everyone knows, today is uh, September 11th, the 22nd uh, anniversary. And, uh, you know, never forget is is kind of the, the slogan for it. And so, Keith, tell them a little bit about this morning. This morning we went over to Bossier City. They had a, a little ceremony that they do every year for the 9-11 ceremony. They had... Uh, a speaker from Barksdale Air Force Base who was a, I think he said he was in third grade the day that it happened and his classroom actually faced the Twin Towers and they, when they were in the classroom they could see the smoke burning and everything and when the second um, plane hit, the teacher realized that something wasn't right and shut the blinds so they didn't get a chance to see anything else from that point on which was probably a good thing for some third graders to be seeing that live but yeah, it was a, it was a personal account from there, and then we had uh, Lieutenant Colonel Jenkins Oliver Oliver, Oliver Jenkins, um, who was he talked about how he was in the um, Marines and his he was flying an F eighteen during that time, and he was on alert, and he said it was unusual for a fighter pilot to be on alert, and he actually told a pretty cool story whenever he left to go fly to Hawaii. I think was he say two days later that. He got up and he called air traffic control to say, hey, am I clear to go from 1,000 feet to 2,000 feet? And they said, you're clear to go wherever you want to go. And he was like, I don't understand what that means. So he called them back and had to explain. They said, you're the only plane that's flown in the last two days. So you got you can go anywhere you want to go. you got the skies all to yourself. Well, when you think about that, to be the only plane in the air, you know, two days after, just, just – it, it just – you know, it, it was. I, I go to that ceremony every year, and and I think uh, last year I believe they had someone that was actually there with it. He was a uh, in the military, but he had a military dog. Anyway, it was it was a great. It's a great event every yeah. every year just to have someone in, that come and speaks to the to the group or to the people that were there. It was had a pretty good turnout. Today. Yeah, I thought there was a a really good turnout to be honest with you. And me. always really cool. They've got the the fire department always puts the the big flag up, has the two ladder trucks. Right. Uh just very cool. So I'm sure you'll see some pictures coming out of the people that were attending that, but really good attendance for that. And obviously Keith with his We the People shirt and my American flag shirt. You know, today is just a day no matter it's 22 years later that we remember you know, what happened that day and how it changed, you know, changed our life and our world. Yeah, you, matter of fact, that's 
one of those events where even kind of like Pearl Harbor, I would say back in the day, you knew, or when Kennedy got assassinated, people who are old enough and adults can tell you exactly where they were at, what they were doing when that happened. You know, and yeah, I was I was in Frisco, Texas. We had just opened uh, an Office Depot uh, prototype store uh, there, and I remember I was sweeping the back shipping and receiving area. Had the radio on early, you know, in the morning, and they came over and announced you know, that something that happened, they didn't right. know what it was. And then, you know, I'm still working. And a little bit later, they come back and say, oh, you know, I remember uh, George, who was the general manager, and I was the operations manager. I said, man, you've got to come in here and watch TV. And just, I remember it vividly that that just watching that and how heartbreaking that was to, to see that going on. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. about you? Where, where were you? Um, I was actually pulling K. I was working for Arklatex communication and that morning I remember we were sitting there and we heard that a plane had hit World Trade Center and we all thought a Cessna something like that you know didn't think much of it and we didn't have a TV there but we kind of heard it through I think we had like a little 13 inch TV and we had heard it well like I said we didn't think it was that big of a deal so I went ahead and went on to my jobs and I think the one of the first jobs I went to was at the old Hibernia building downtown and I walk in and everybody's looking at the TV and you're like, what's going on? And well, by that time, the second plane had hit and it was amazing. Nobody was working that day. Everybody was glued to the TV to see what was going on. And, you know, of course I still had work to do. So I was having to go to other service calls and I remember going outside and getting in the car and I called my wife. I said, so what's going on? And, she was, she was at home. She was staying home with our kids, and she was watching TV, and she was telling me what was going on, and then she said, it fell. I was like, what fell? She goes, it fell. I said, what are you talking about? She goes, the building just fell. I said, how in the world does a building just fall, you know, because there's no, nobody thought that was right. that possible. Could be possible. I, I, I don't even think the terrorists, when they flew it into the building, thought that that was a, an outcome that they would get. And so when she said it fell, and I was like, what? And so, and at that point, you're definitely trying to find a TV. So we um, went back inside and started watching. And, of course, they're showing where it had fallen and everything. And you're just in disbelief because at that point, you know, you don't know what's going on because now you're hearing about the Pentagon. You hear about there was reports of one flying towards the White House. You, hear, I mean, there was reports of planes everywhere. And you're just like, oh, my gosh, we've, we've entered World War Three, And... I remember about that time, the report came across the air that um, President Bush was going to be flying into Barksdale. And matter of fact, I think the lady who reported that, I think she worked for Kiel, got fired because she reported that he was flying in. I don't think that was supposed to be released over right. the air. And she said, President Bush is flying in there. Well, I just happened to be at that time over working on a job over on Texas Street right at the end of the runway. So my wife was talking to me. She says, hey, he, President Bush is heading in. I was like, really? So about that time, I'm on the phone talking to her on my cell phone, and I see these uh, fighter jets fly by, and they're like, and I was like, oh, man, the fighter jets just went back. And I said, oh, wait a second. I can see Air Force One coming. So I'm seeing Air Force. I'm just talking to her, talking to her, and my phone goes dead. And, you know, I, I'm 
pretty sure they jammed my signal. Um, I'm pretty sure Air Force One has that capability to jam signals. But, I mean, Air Force One flew right over my head, landed, and, you know, and it was just that whole day you were just like, what is going on? I remember her. She was freaking out because she was worried about bombs and terrorists at Barksdale. And she, I said, well, just get the kids, take them to your mom's house, and get out of here. If, you, if, you, if it's bothering you that bad, just go. And she left, and I remember her calling me on her cell phone when she was leaving. And she said, you're not going to believe this, but there is a phone man in every phone um, terminal from um, South Bossier to Barksdale Air Force Base. And I said, well, yeah, they're probably monitoring what's being said around there, but there was literally somebody in every – you can remember back then, everybody still had landlines. Right. So they were – people were talking on their telephones from home, and I, I'm assuming that's what they were doing was in there monitoring what was being – um, you know, it tells you how important Barstow Air Force Base yeah. is when the president, that's the first place he came. Uh, and then I remember, you know, back then there was a gas station across the street from the entrance to the main entrance to the base. Okay. Where that car lot is now? Where the car lot is now. And literally they shut that thing down. Really? And it never opened again after that. And wow. And, you know, just... Just kind of like you saw, you know, she saw all the people, in the 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 phone situation. You know, they that that day changed a lot of things. Oh, and just even in Bossier City, I mean, they talked today at the at the ceremony we were at about you know going through TSA and and, and all the things that changed because of nine eleven. But you know, that place never opened up again. That's amazing. Uh, and I, you have to assume because there were gas tanks in the ground that close to the entrance of the base. They said, they said not going to happen. Wow. I, I would be curious to know if they bought somebody out and said, no, uh, you're not going to have something like that here. It, it, so, you know, it, it, I tell you, it, and, it, and I'm going to read a quote that, that I really like from, from 9-11 because I, I tell you, you know, I, I posted another quote on Facebook today about, you know, and I don't, I don't, I'd have to, let me pull it up. Uh, well, while you're pulling it up, I'll, I'll t- say something else real quick. Uh, have you ever read some of the stories that have come out from, from 9-11 since then? You know, have you ever heard the story about the guy in South Bossier who was crop dusting at the time? And he had no clue what was going on. He's flying around crop dusting. And next thing you know, he has these two F-16s pull up next to him and say, put it down. Can you imagine... <laughs> The how much your butt probably probably would have up. to clean clean up after I got off the plane. Yeah, you yeah. have two fighter jets pull up next to you and say, "Put it down on the ground right then and there." It's you know because they had no clue, especially right. Clue, it, Nobody he, knew what was going on. Right. He'd probably been out there working all morning, had, had no, no idea. Yeah, because uh, again, twenty two years ago, cell phones not everybody not had everybody one. had one. And no. if you did, you didn't carry it in your pocket; it was in your phone. Right, and it was you got charged by the minute. Yeah. <laughs> So you didn't talk very long. So, yeah, I, I want to read two quotes. And the one that I found that I posted on Facebook says, When Americans lend a hand to one another, nothing is impossible. We're not about what happened on 9-11. We're about what happened on 9-12. And I think back to, you know, everything going on in our country now and all the political back and forth and trying to, you know, arrest a president so he can't run for office and all this craziness. But... 
On 9-12, our country, it was never brought together right. as much as it was then. I agree. That the was... unity, the, the, we were all ready to, you know, fight just like that guy. He was a third grader when it happened. Well, he went on to be in the Air Force. Right. And, you know, but it, it, that, that quote where it said, you know, 9-12 was probably one of the strongest points in my lifetime where America stood united. Yeah. And we're far from that 22 Oh, there's years no later. doubt. There, there was probably, we make jokes about a two weeks, but there was probably a month, six weeks, where literally there was no division in America. It didn't take yeah. long to get back to the way it right. was. But there for about six weeks, two months, somewhere in that ballpark, they were very united. Nobody cared about a political party. It was, it was us versus them. You know, hey, how dare them do that to us? We're going to take them out. And, you know, American patriotism was high at that point. And, you know, we have that term, never forget. The problem is it's starting to get to the point where they, it does, people do People forget. have forgotten. Because they don't show it anymore. I, I don't know if they'll show it on news anywhere today where the towers fall. Right. They, they probably should show that every year. I don't know if they'll ever show it. They'll, they'll probably say, oh, it's too violent or whatever, but we can't show it. But we need to show that because people really need to remember what we're up against. There's people outside this country who hate us with a passion. Doesn't matter how much money we give them. Doesn't matter how nice we talk to them. They hate America, period. They hate what we stand for, everything. And they want us destroyed. And we have to remember that. We have to remember that there are people out there who want us gone all the time. And we need to remember that. And I think that, like I said, we don't do a good job of reminding people of that anymore. Well, and, you know, over 3,000 people lost their lives on 9-11 with probably, I think, 334 firemen. did think it was pretty cool last night. Uh, again, 22 years later, Cowboys coach was wearing, you know, fire department in New York yeah. hat. And the Giants coach was wearing, you know, PD. Uh, I, I didn't even I didn't even put two and two together last night. I'm assuming that's why the NFL played last night in – in New York. In yeah. New York. And then I, they're I didn't playing even, tonight in, in New, New York. York. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even put put that together. As a matter of fact, yeah, Buffalo's playing in yeah. Giant Stadium again tonight. And and I never even put that together. So yeah, that is And I have and I'll I'll read one other quote and then I think we've pretty much, you know, said most of what I what I thought we would say about it. But I think it is important. You know, every year that I've gone to the to 9-11 ceremony in Bossier, it, it's grown, but it's still, in my mind, should have hundreds of people there. I don't know that they don't do as good enough job advertising right? It, but uh, it's a really cool ceremony and a really, you know, and there's a piece of... Right, there's a piece of the tower a there. A piece of the tower, 16-foot-tall piece of the, the, the steel beam from right. the tower that is right here in Bossier City. Uh, that at any time you can go to City Hall and walk up and right. take a look at it. And, and I highly recommend you take your children there and, and, and share that piece of history with them. But one quote that, that, that I, I would like to read says, Even the smallest act of service, the simplest act of kindness, kindness is a way to honor those we lost, a way to reclaim that spirit of unity that followed 9-11. And I think that, you know, that, that resonates with me just because be kind yeah be good to your fellow neighbor and that should help create unity you know for 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 our country and have that spirit that we had after 9 right remember how you were on 9 12 yeah you know my my uh, this morning when i got up to read my bible 
in my Bible reading this morning, it was love your, love your neighbor as yourself. You know, if we would love each other the way we love ourselves, because we don't, we make sure we have a roof over our heads. We make sure we have food. We make sure we have clothing, you know, and as I think sometimes we don't do that now, like you said, on nine twelve, everybody was there to make sure they lend a helping hand to, they were calling and checking on, Hey, how you holding up? Everything. Okay. You know, and there were people locally who had family, family members. members who were there or at the Pentagon or, you know, so we think about it being a long way away from us, but actually it wasn't. It was, it touched home here too, because Barksdale was affected, especially with the president coming and, you know, and then people having family members and things like that. And, you know, it's just something I hope we'd never forget. And we talked about this morning at breakfast, you know, my daughter's a junior in college now and she wasn't even born when it happened. You know, she didn't get, wasn't born for two more years after. So that we've got a generation that are fixing to be adults that weren't even alive when it, when it happened. So it's easy, starting to get to be easy to forget. And I hate for it to be like that. Have you um, ever been to New York and seen the, I have where it was at and yes. all that. That was one thing I think Denise and I went about 10 years ago and we went and there's a fire station that literally is on the corner of World Trade Center right there. Matter of fact, whenever they pulled their truck out, but at the time we were there, they were doing construction on the, the, the new World Trade Center in the fence. They had to kind of like do a three-way to get their truck out because it was so close. And we were people were standing there watching, taking pictures. Um, they were the first fire crew on scene because I mean they were right, right there. there, and um, people were taking pictures of their truck, and they got a big painting outside of their fire station and everything. Well, everybody left. Well, I did the old typical, "Hey, I'm a fireman." I, I pulled the fireman card, and I was like, "Hey, man, I'm a fireman. Do you mind if I come in?" Or I started talking to him. He said, "Why don't you come in and check it out?" So I went inside the fire station. And they had the door of the truck in there that had been crushed the door was crushed they have it hanging on the wall and we started talking about it. and the fireman that was in there he didn't know anybody that was at that station but that they lost everybody at that station everybody that was at that station was gone and when you think about it they lost 343 men off of their department that day so they probably i don't know how many are on the fire department but that's more than what Shreveport has on their fire department, right. I think. So they lost a whole, almost a whole shift of people. And they had to bring in a whole new crew of people. And so they had, less than 10 years later, they had people who didn't even know people who were on that department anymore because they had such a huge turnover after that. I mean, I can't imagine losing 343 of your employees in, in one day. day. And, and just the, the chaos. And do you know what the very first death was, official death was? It was the fire department chaplain. He was the first official death. They were standing at the bottom of the World Trade Center, and someone who had jumped landed on him and killed him. Mm. So it was. Um, wow. Yeah. And I think probably that's one reason they don't show it anymore, because the, the people who watched it live, the number of people who jumped and you know, we think about how hot that had to have been uh, that you just purposely jump. made that decision. I'm going to pick which way I'm going to die, yeah. you know, and, you know, and 
we also talked this morning about the heroes of it too. Let's not forget about the let's roll. Yep. You know, that guys who's was it Bieber? Was that his mm-hmm. name? Who, who said, you know what? We, we're not letting them take out another building. Let's let's go. And, and the courage that that took, yeah, to to do that is is just. I mean, this wasn't a group of you know military or no. police officers or fire. This was a group of people on a plane. Yeah, that had heard what would, what had happened with the first two and was like, "We're not going to let this happen. Yeah, we're, we're we're stopping this." Um, and so you know they were heroes of of that oh, day. No of that, one of the many heroes of that day. Um, so you know it's just uh, I hope that our country and 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 even you know obviously my daughter wasn't born at that time, my son wasn't born at that time, but talking about it. And explaining how united our country was, uh, I, I hope that continues, and I and I hope they talk about it in schools. I don't know how much they talk about it in schools. I know we were talking this morning with someone, his wife's a teacher, and, and he said that they you know talk about it. And I think right. it's just something that's important for us to to remember and never forget. You know what happened on September eleventh, two thousand and one. Yeah, and, and I and I think you made a good point. We need to remember. Uh, September 12th and how yes. we were on September 12th. I think that's just as important. We need to get back to the way we were on September 12th because, like you said, we were, for the first time in a long time and maybe the first time since, a united country. And we have steadily grown apart since then. And not saying we need to have another natural disaster to do that, but, you know, we need to remember what it was like, how we were, how we loved our neighbor on Nine twelve. There was no color. There was no R D behind your name. There was. We were just Americans that day, and we need to get back to being, get back to being that, really and truly. Yep. So, well, I think that's going to cover it for the real talk segment of the show. We're ready uh, to get into the real news. Our next segment: talk a little football, talk a little Bozier City politics. Yeah. And uh, we appreciate y'all joining us on the sidewalk today. And never forget. <laughs> Welcome to the Real News segment of the Two Guys, One Sidewalk podcast. Uh, Keith, what we got going on in Real News? Uh, we got a couple of things this week going on in Real News. Well, there's, um, I guess, we a little bit going on with the city council still. I mean, maybe just a little bit. But, you know, we, we try to keep, we've been, the whole point of this show was to have good news about Bossier City, but we also want to keep people informed. So we're going we're gonna to touch on it just a little bit, but we're not going to go into great detail about what's been going on for the last six weeks. I'm pretty sure everybody kind of knows where it's been the last six, eight weeks, and we'll just kind of touch on it just a little bit. We'll talk a little NFL football and talk a little high school football. Yeah, I think we should, uh, you know, again, we, we've had a couple episodes here lately where we discussed in depth what was going on in Bossier City politics, and and today being September 11th and and, and – and in unity and you know never forget and remember it's uh, we won't go deep into that today but you know last tuesday the city council voted to remove the mayor's uh resolution to put term limits on a ballot for november and uh they removed it by a vote of five to two and then they also voted to uh ask the register of voters to 
uncertify her petition, which that's not going to happen because it, it's just not. Yeah, and and we, we've talked about that last time on our last show that you're telling AG, is that her name? Stephanie AG. Stephanie AG that, hey, you don't know how to do your job. I'm going to tell you how to do your job. And, and we just, you know, we, we beat that horse pretty good. Yeah. So. And then the other resolution that they, they passed with that was to seek legal action to if she would not decertify her petition to be able to seek legal action. And uh, so, there, you know, there'll be more times for us to talk about this and discuss this, but we did want to bring it up uh, because then on Thursday, Bozier Watch had a special edition where they had some audio that was leaked from the councilman having the after meeting that, you know, they've been known to have pre-meetings and post-meetings uh, that, that is what they would be considered a walking quorum. Which is uh, illegal. Which is illegal. Uh, violates open meeting uh, uh, laws. So you know there was some some. If you'd like to hear that uh, audio, you can go to Bozier Watch. They've got it posted on their Facebook page. I think on their YouTube page and other places. But uh, again, not surprising to me. No. Uh, just with my experience of that. But uh, I'm sure there'll be more to come uh, where, where they are not liking that people in our community residents of Bossier City are coming and talking to them at these meetings and some of that audio was them not allow wanting to allow those people to talk on the every topic right they wanted um, they wanted to make it where they could only talk at talk, the beginning talk at the beginning cuz as as the audio said they basically we're tired of hearing you say the same thing over and over again well maybe people wouldn't say the same thing over and over again if you would listen to what the people are trying to tell you you know well and, and keith and we know they have zero intention no. of listening to what the people of Bozier city want no we it's know about that. what they want but uh we'll, we'll dig into that again on another episode um Let's talk a little bit about some exciting stuff, man. I had the most fun I've had in a long time Friday night. Yeah, I had a good time doing that, too. Sobo Live uh, asked Keith and I to to be the commentators for the Parkway High School uh, Friday Night Light Games. And Friday night was our first game, our mm -hmm. first official game. And uh, the Panthers won 33-0. to zero. 30. Started off kind of slow. We were at halftime it was 5-0 and we were kind of like oh gosh a matter of fact you and I were talking about and you hate to do this because you can't really compare week to week but we were starting to talk how how did Halton beat Red River and you know we were starting to get concerned because we had scored five points first of all five who who, who, who guessed five at halftime yeah but five points was unheard of for us especially after we scored 43 the week before and had Gladney rush for 266 yards so we were like uh-oh What's yeah, up? I tell you, uh, shout out to Red River. Their front line and their their linebackers uh, really put a stop to our running game in the first yes. half. We had a safety and a field goal. Speaking of field goals, yes, a fifty-four yard field goal. Yes, that was a parish parish record. record. He broke his own record. Aaron Burrell broke his own record that he set last year. Was it last year? Yeah, with, with fifty-two. So they fifty-four to break it this year i've seen some people say it's 55 i i went back and watched the video you and i called it a 54 in the video that's released it's set up on the 44 so i think it'll probably go down as officially as a 44 54. i mean 54 i'm sorry because he was he was lined up on the 44 yard line whenever he kicked the ball so i think it's going to go go back as a 54 yarder but it was it was exciting to watch you and i were 
watching it, and you know he. And to be honest with you, we the last couple of times I've seen him kick along when it, his leg just wasn't quite there. It seemed like, and um, so I, I, I wasn't sure where it was going to happen when he kicked it, but it was dead well, down the middle. And, and it, it would was, have been good for another at least five yards, yeah, I think so, maybe too. eight to ten yards. Uh, so I think the state record uh, is, is, is fifty nine yards, yeah. and I think we'll have an opportunity to see Parkway's big leg, uh, Aaron Burrell. And it was, and it that. wasn't a wind aided. No, it was not. Because there was at that time of the game, the wind there was no wind. It it just got finished raining, and it was probably pretty muggy, and it was pretty thick. To be honest with you, it wasn't like the it was a cool night, crisp and windy. It was a heavy, muggy Louisiana night that he got it up in there and got it going, and he got every bit of it, and it it was impressive to watch. And like you said, we got the chance to call it, and. You know, one thing that we we talked about on the when we were doing it Friday night, neither one of us are play-by-play guys. So we're really we're doing it because we're trying to have a kind of combination of the podcast and calling the game at the same time. Which to me, like you and I found was, was a lot of fun was we get to interact with the people who yes. are watching the game because you can text on Facebook Live something and it comes up to us instantly and we can make comments back to you. So that, that makes it a lot of fun. You know, I think like Barrett Newman from Liberty University, he checked in and, you know. Well, and there was guys that, that played back in the 80s yeah. that live other places that were watching, and we were able to recognize those guys. And it was just – it was I just had a blast with it, and I'm looking forward to this Friday night versus Bozier doing it, doing it again. Yeah. Uh, we, we – I think Keith did a great job with the play-by-play – and then, you know, my job is the, the color commentator interacting with the comments and, and just talking about some of the players. And, and if you listen again this, this Friday, I think you'll hear us talk about a couple of the players. Right. You know, just give some information that, that, that we found out in talking with the coaches and talking with some of the players. So really exciting uh, Friday night. Obviously, in the second half, we, we – <laughs> Woke we turned up. it around and yeah. woke up with a 33 to nothing. The defense just played a phenomenal yeah. uh, game. I mean, Red River had some pretty fast athletes. Obviously, they're a smaller school. Uh, you know, and I think in the second half, they got tired. And Parkway so. could still, you know, send the bodies in. And, and, and so, it was a great game. Looking forward to this Friday. If you did not get an opportunity to watch the game, it's on Sobo.live, on their Facebook, on their YouTube. Go check it out. Uh, tell us what you think about how we did. Uh, we did have a few people say that even if they come to the game, they're going to have their AirPods in yeah, listening I, to us. I, 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 was, I was fixing to bring that up. They said they were going to put their put their AirPods in their ears and watch the game live and listen to us, which that, I thought that was really neat that you know to do that. And you know, we try to make it fun. We try to you know make jokes and cut up while we're up there also. So it's not just strictly like watching an NFL game. I would say it's probably closer to watching the Manning brothers, maybe. Yeah. We're not as funny as the, the Manning, Manning brothers. Cast. Yeah. The two guys, one sidewalk. That's right. Cast. Two good. They're not quite I, – I take that back. The Manning brothers aren't quite as funny as we are. But, um, no, that that's something that we, we – we, like you said, we really had a blast doing it. I'm thankful that Sobo Live allows us to do yes. it. And, um, and it really works out, like you said, for – it's not necessarily for the local people as much as it is for the outer. Yeah, there was people from Arizona that yeah. had tuned in. There yeah. were grandparents from other states that were watching. So, Sobo Live doing that has really allowed people that might not be able to watch their kids, grandkids, yeah. family members, or their alumni school, you know, play. So, 
pretty exciting and and we don't want to, we're not just about although we bleed black and red i'm going to go over a few other scores from friday night yeah. because uh you know especially in 5a i was a little surprised so the huntington raiders beat bird 44 to 43 wow. on thursday night um so that was kind of a surprise this next one right here is a huge shot and then calvary baptist with the 61 to 27 win over captain shreve you know calvary's got a great team and i i think they're gonna they're gonna run real deep and i think 2a is where they're at yeah. but uh they put it on shreve pretty good and shreve's Got a pretty good team. Yeah, so it was a two A school uh, putting sixty one up on a five A school is it says a lot for for Calvary. And I I heard that uh, there was a freshman quarterback at Calvary that uh, after that game the the starter threw for like six hundred yards. Wow. And, and the freshman's like, yeah, I better go somewhere else if I want to play. So I hear I think his last name is Houston. I hear he's already got D one offers. Really, uh, a, a heck of a quarterback, but it's going to be interesting to see where he lands. Well, be, I'm not recruiting or anything, but you know, Sobo is a great place to play football and live. And hey, you get these two yeah. guys calling your games. We might even have you come on the sidewalk. But I take that. But I, I can't say that because actually we got a sophomore. Quarterback. We do. We have KB Williams. <laughs> we got a quarterback. I, I'm excited young. to watch KB for the next three years. So you know what. You, you might not. We got a sophomore quarterback that we're pretty impressed with too. So and moving on, that was Thursday night. Friday night, airline traveled to Union Parish for a barn burner. Yes, airline gets away with the win, forty-eight to forty-four. And I'm told that that was on a very late kickoff return. So really? uh, Union Parish had scored, took the lead, and then airline had some trickery, or uh, but they airline came out on top, and of course. Um, the more these 5A schools that we're going to play the, that win, the better for Parkway and right. the power ratings and the power points. So glad to see uh, that airline came out on top. Airline's got some local coaches that uh, Parkway you know, coaches. Were, were, were coached at Parkway and played at Parkway. Right. we got uh, Landingham that's coaching at airline, and we've got Taylor uh, Williams. Taylor Williams is one of my favorite Parkway players. Mine too. Probably ever. Uh, just a, just a good person, and, and he's a he's a nice guy to talk to. Even when he was in high school, he was yeah. fun to fun to talk to. And you know, like I t said Friday night, he went off to Louisiana Tech and played at Tech for a year or two, and then transferred to Delta State. And I was I was disappointed when he transferred, but you know I understand. But you know, it, it was nice to you know I'm glad to see that he's got a degree. And well, it's good to see somewhere. that these guys have gone off to college, come back, you know, and, and coaching in our area. In our community, so yes. You've got, uh, you know, Keandre Woody at Centenary, which Keandre, I know you're still planning on coming the, on the sidewalk and talking with us. And, uh, you know, at Bozier High School, C.J. Morgan went off to Mississippi State. Mm -hmm. Now he's back and he's giving back to the kids at Bozier. Uh, Bozier High School also has, you know, Coach Pentecost there now, yeah. Coach Mano. Coach Mano. Who were former Parkway coaches. So uh, exci exciting things to see those guys come back and make a difference in our community and would love to have CJ come on the show sometime and maybe Tay just to talk about why they decided to come back right Bozier yeah and and give back to the community and teach and coach well, you, and you know that um airline of course as their coach is a former parkway coach yep scoggins you know he runs that same offense that feaster ran that we all loved you know for so long that the first early part of the 2000 teens i guess um 
exciting for kind of brand of football, to be honest sure. with you. They, They're fun, it's fun to watch, high scoring. Yeah, a uh, lot of action. Lot, lots, that. lots of running and so action. Airline's going to be tough again this year, and but hopefully our secondary, we got a, we have a very, very good secondary this year, so hopefully we can mitigate that a little bit. So what else we got on scores? Run through a few other scores. Looks like uh, Benton traveled to uh, Texas High and uh, – Took it on the chin, sixty-two to fourteen, up at there in Texarkana, and the Houghton Bucks got the victory, forty-three to twenty-two over Lagrange. I'm gonna say Lagrange Gators. Right. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go with Lagrange. That's the hardest part about doing the uh, Friday Night Light Sobo oh. podcast, making sure we say their names. Oh, that ain't you're not uh, even kidding. You know, correctly. when I was when I was announcing baseball games, come playoff time. When Parkway would play those South Louisiana schools, they'd come up here and they'd have these names, and I'm like, I don't have a clue how to pronounce these things. And my wife did a really good job back then. She'd go down and ask the coaches, "All right, do you have any names that are tough to to say?" And um, she was good at that. I, I remember one game I was down there, and I was I could not read this coach's handwriting to save my life. I, I just I looked at it, and I had everybody in the press box look at what is this name. You know, and this poor kid came up to bat, and I called him. I'm gonna say his last name was Smith. I don't remember his last name. I say Black Smith up to up to bat, and I called him Black for the whole game. Well, somewhere along in the, about the sixth inning, I something happened, and I realized it said Blake. So I finally said, "Now batting, Blake. Don't call me Black Smith." And the his fan their their school started cheering because I'd finally got his name right, but I could not read that coach's handwriting. It looked like a chicken got on there and scratched on the on the lineup card. I had no clue what the kid's name was, but yeah, Friday nights it's that's that's the hardest part for me and you. Other than when they turn the lights off on us and you and I can't see, and we're trying to read. First of all, we're trying to read the roster, and then they turn the lights off on us, and it's like uh, somebody out there made a tackle. So, and, you know, luckily we had somebody helping us out this week that did well. We did. We had a spotter that, that helped us uh, with reading the names and, and, and the numbers. And, and, look, I talked to a buddy of mine over the weekend. He's like, man, kudos to y'all. Y'all did a good job. He's like, that's not easy. And it's really not that easy, right? So you've got to do the down and distance, you know, first and ten, parkway lines up, you know, and keeps doing the play-by-play. And then, you know, you've got sponsors that you're trying to uh, get in their stuff. And, right. Uh, you know, it, it's it's fun and, and it was exciting. And I think this week we're going to have our uh, instant replay. Instant re- we thought we had the instant replay ready this week, and we turned it on and it showed something of that from Wednesday. From like Wednesday, we're like, hey, there's no. Where do the vans come from on the field? So, so hopefully we got that worked out. But which is really cool for a high school game to have yeah, instant to replay. Have the instant. So replay. hopefully we'll have that ready and. and Wes has done a really good job of getting some really cool things. You know, we have a button we hit whenever there's a flag on the play, or we have a button that flashes touchdown whenever there's a touchdown. So it's really fun, you know. And 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 I agree with you. It's harder than it than it looks. I can remember sitting in the stands and hearing somebody talk, and I'm like, man, that guy's messing this up, messing that up. But yeah, that you get up there and start doing it. And yeah. you start realizing it's not quite as easy as you think it is. It's kind of like I do need you to work on. Uh, the down and distance, and I finally showed you the trick that that you know that I was using. Well, 
Now, yes, it's amazing. They have this little thing called a scoreboard, and they put the down and distance on the scoreboard. And if you look over there at it, they'll they'll tell you what the down and distance is. The problem is I can't see the scoreboard from my my seat because your monitor blocks the scoreboard. So I can't see it. So I'm always trying to. Keith was like, it's third and 17. I'm like, it's third and 15. I'm trying to add it up in my head real quick, you know, or how far. And then finally he goes, you can look at the scoreboard. And I'm like, oh, yeah. That's third and 18. So I don't know when they invented that thing, but it's really cool that you can look at the, look at it and get the, the down to distance on something like that. So yeah. I thought that was really cool. So I, I, we're having fun, and we'll, we'll get better at it as, as time goes on. And, you know, it'll, it'll be neat to do, you know. And we're talking about how easy it is or isn't. You know, whenever I think I've told this story before, maybe or maybe not. Whenever I was about 22 years old, I refereed high school football games. Well, I thought I knew football until I started refereeing. And it's funny you say that. I refereed high school basketball when I was 19 or 20. Like did you out. feel like you – And first of all, like I, I had a, a newfound respect for referees yeah. because I'm calling summer league basketball like – these games mean nothing, right? You know, in the scheme of things, and pe- parents and people just getting mad at you, and 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 uh, I did. I think I did a whole summer of games. and said, "I'm not not doing yeah, this again." I, I, I agree. I, um, I, you know, back then especially, I was young, and and if someone mouthed off or smarted off to me, I. I was ready to yeah. Instead of instead of like Friday night, take it to the house. Take yeah. it I was like, let's take it outside. By the take way, it outside. Speaking of that, I didn't know that was a song. I heard yeah. that. I heard that. I heard. Matter of fact, I think ESPN or somebody played it on one of their shows, and I was like, take hey, that's house, what Shane was singing the, the other day. So I didn't know "Take It to the House" was a song until the other day. And I also, Saturday. I also. Uh, Bowman Asphalt and Grading, Ryan Bowman was watching. He said he was going to make some Take It to the House shirts. I'm holding them oh, to there that. there we go. I will wear on the show, on this show and at the game, if he'll, if he'll make me a yeah, Take I'll, It to the House I'll shirt. wear one too. Um, and I guess that needs to be on, you know, on kickoff returns or punt returns. That's going to kind of be my thing. Right. Now, now, if you do get shirts, Shane and I probably wear a medium. <laughs> so, you know. But not to get them big boys. Get the, don't get the the Chinese version of the two X. Yes, because it looks like a halter top on. And then it also like shows your uh, your farmer's tan. Yeah, yeah, definitely shows your farmer's tan. But no, we had a really good time. We enjoyed it, and looking forward to doing it next week. And you know, don't don't not come to the game because of doing it on the telecast because the school needs to get still the kids need the money for you supporting them live and the kids like to have but if you have people that are out of town yes people that are out of state and they want to watch uh yeah one lady said she or actually one player from red river said he got injured last week and couldn't make it with the team and he was able to watch right uh now he probably didn't like it when i told uh their punter that their punter punted (laughs) like my daughter (laughs) yeah you know, when you said that their punter punted like your daughter, that was probably – that's when we had to tell everybody again, hey, we are very biased when it comes to, to our uh, team. But we, we have fun with it, try to make it, uh, you know, interesting and, and looking forward to doing that again this Friday. Let's talk a little college football. What did you think about uh, Louisiana Tech this weekend, man? Um, Tech, it, it started off 
kind of at first I was like, oh man, Northwestern is hanging with us, and it really kind of worried me for a little while. But Tech ended up scoring fifty one on Northwestern, which is about what you expect when you play uh, a one. I still call them one double A. I know that's not what they're called anymore. I guess they're FCS schools now. Um, that's kind of what you expect. You expect that you're supposed to beat them, like kind of like LSU and Grambling. You're supposed to beat them pretty good. You know, I, I can remember going to a game a few years ago when Northwestern beat Tech, and you definitely don't want that happening because you're paying Northwestern to come play you. Yes. So you don't want to lose to a game where you're having to pay that person to come come play you. And, and, and that happens like when Tech goes to Missouri or LSU or a place like that. They're paying Tech to come play them. You know, it's, it's a trickle-down effect. Right. And if your school is a good team, you don't get a lot of, of the bigger schools saying, hey, come play us because they don't want to pay to lose. Right. You know, for a long time, Boise State had a trouble getting anybody to play them because Boise State could compete with the big boys every week. And nobody wanted to play Boise State because they were having to pay pay Boise State to come and get beat. You know, so – and, you know, Boise State and I think Fresno State, both their attitude was back in the early 2000s was we'll play anybody anywhere. That, and, the, and, and that's how they got to be so good. They, they said, you know what, we don't care, we'll play right, you. We'll play you, we'll travel, yeah. we'll play you. And Boise State made a, a name for themselves in college football by doing that. Well, and shout out, I uh, know Northwestern, uh, Connor Norcross Connor was dressed, Norcross, out, was dressed uh, out for the yes. game. Uh, and uh, pretty exciting, a Parkway graduate, and uh, hopefully soon we'll get to see him on the field for Northwestern. Yeah, he and I think he was at Southern Arkansas and transferred to Northwestern I think during the spring, and yeah, it was exciting that he was dressed and out there. He was number fifty-two. I got a got a picture of him. You know, you talk we, about somebody that could hit yeah, when he was at Parkway. Yes, and he was like a bowling ball. Man. And matter of fact, I still almost said it the other night, Friday night, because he was forty-one at at Parkway, and we had there was a forty-one out there playing middle linebacker Friday night, and I had I kept thinking that's Connor out there playing. And Connor hadn't played in two years since. At Parkway, but I just kept seeing that's Connor out there playing linebacker because because like you said he would hit you, and and, and unfortunately I remember I, I don't know if you were at that game or not. We were playing Southwood, and he hit the Southwood quarterback about the last play of the game, and I'm pretty sure the Southwood quarterback dis- player dislocated his hip on yeah. that play. He was on the ground. He was for a he while. was a hitting machine. Yes, and, he was. Uh, was excited to see him dressed out and on the sidelines for Northwestern State. Yeah, me too. And you talked briefly, you know, the LSU Tigers, man, I tell you, the first quarter when Gramlin went down and scored on their first drive and I think they got 10 points, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, here we go. What is LSU doing? They picked it up and, and ended up, I think, 72 uh, to 10. As the, as, so they as never the scored final. again after they that. They never scored again after that. But initially I was like, man, we're going to give up. 50 yeah, points to and, – to And to Grambling? be honest with you, if you give up 28 points to, like, a, to a smaller school, you feel like, oh, man, we didn't do something right. You know, and it's, it, I hate that because there's really not a huge difference between LSU and Tech and Tech and Grambling. Right. It's usually the depth yes. that gets you. Well, and that's why in the second half of these games, kind of like Parkway and Red River. Right. The depth got Red River, and Parkway was able to impose their will on right. them. Right. And it's the same thing. You know, I didn't watch the end of the LSU game, 
But as I'm looking at the score, I'm like, okay, you know, now it's 72 to 10. They they just impose their will on them. Right. Uh, but you're right. I mean, in the, whenever when when everybody's fresh, it's not much difference between right. the especially at skill positions. Right. Your difference is going to be your offensive line, your defensive line, maybe your linebackers. But uh, LSU covered the spread, uh, came away looking looking pretty good. Two other games I want to talk to you about in, right. in college football. Did you watch any of the Colorado Nebraska game? I did. I did watch the Colorado. I, I found myself um, Saturday morning when I was eating at Cafe USA. I, I got done, and it was that, that game had just kicked off. And I thought to myself, you know what? I might go home and watch a little bit of that game. And I found myself watching a lot of that game. Yeah, I, wa- you know? I watched the entire game. I, my my wife was kind of chuckling at me. She's like, "You're watching the Colorado game it's the second week in a row." And and I I really do. I, I I've always been a Deion Sanders fan when he was a player, playing, you know, NFL, playing uh, Major League Baseball, and watching what he did at Jackson State. I watched that pretty closely as well. And now at Colorado, uh, you know, Colorado hired him and paid him $28 million, and they didn't even have the $28 million <laughs> to pay him. I heard you say that this morning. Can you imagine? We're going to pay you $28 million. We're not sure where we're going to get it from, but uh, we're going to pay you $28 million. I would be like, uh, what? You don't uh, already have it. He, uh, I, I'm pretty sure, just the first two weeks alone, they've made enough money and probably enough donors happy that they've gotten the money to to pay them. But uh, that was a good game, rivalry game. Uh, you know, in the beginning, it was kind of slow, not a whole lot of offense. But uh, you know, Deion's son playing quarterback yeah. ended up having a good game. He has a son that plays defense too. Yes, uh, he wears number twenty one. Wears his dad's. Uh, Pro number and uh, play safety. Uh, they're they're fun to watch. You know, yeah. I, I want to see them play USC, UCLA. Uh, I think we're, as we were talking this morning at breakfast. You know, it looks like they could win nine games, eight yeah. games, maybe nine games after only winning two games last year and bringing in seventy something transfers. Yeah, it was astronomical. You know, and I was going to mention that that was one thing I did notice about college football. It seemed like every time the announcer talked about a player, he's a transfer from here. He's a transfer from here. Transfer from Arizona State. Yeah, transfer everybody from was Mexico a transfer. State. And I was like, my gosh, this turned into well, they, free agency. You know, in the Colorado-Nebraska game, they said, you know, was it Matt Rule was the new head right. coach. that He brought in 40-something transfers. And then Dion Primetime brought in, you know, 70-something transfers. So the transfer portal was definitely changing the college oh, game. Oh, there's no doubt. Um you know, I, I go back and forth, right? So I look forward to Sunday football, watch my Dallas Cowboys play. Uh, I, I, but I, I really enjoyed watching college football Saturday, watching Colorado. The other game that I was going to ask you about, it was the Alabama-Texas game. I did not watch that game, but we I was watched, shocked by when I we saw We watched that. most of that game, and I tell you, Texas was ready to play. And to go into Alabama and beat them, uh, and really, it was wasn't a fluke. You know, they went in yeah. there. Of course, Texas has got the money and they've got the talent. It's just putting it putting it all together. But uh, they're 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 getting SEC ready, and and I love to see Alabama lose. Anytime Alabama can lose, that's a good day for an LSU yeah. fan. And to be honest with you, uh, Texas beats Alabama last year if Gwen Evans yes. doesn't get hurt. Yes, I, 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 I tr- they were walking all over Alabama until. 
their quarterback got hurt, and it was a totally different ball game. And I think Alabama won on the final play or something like that last year. So, well, and everybody expected, you know, last year Saban had new coordinators because all the coordinators had gotten right. jobs. But this year they expected Alabama to be back, and I'm I'm not so sure they are. Right. I mean, well, I mean, there, that's a you lose your quarterback like Bryce Young. That, that that's hard to feel. I don't care how many um, five stars you have. It, it it takes time for people to develop and get ready. So, you know, I don't know when LSU plays Alabama, but hopefully, you know, they get them at a time where they can knock them off, or you know, because that's. Probably who's going to challenge LSU for the, the the West? Are they even having divisions anymore in the SEC? Mm-hmm. Or is that, it's yeah. not till the in, in the next year that they go away from Correct. that. So next year they'll go away from that completely. So Texas and Texas A and M. I mean Texas and Oklahoma still aren't in the SEC not yet. yet. Okay, but next they will year. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so that was kind of it for college football for for me on Saturday. Those are the games I kind of kept up with and watched. And then yesterday we had. Week one of the NFL. Yes. And one, one more quick thing on um, college real quick. You talked about USC a while ago. and I would, He's not really a Shreveport-Bosier kid, but they have a kid from Manny who's a true freshman, right? Yes. That they are just tickled. Starting at, at, at middle linebacker. Yeah. Uh, stud. He got, got a targeting call in the first game and had to sit out. Really? This, this second week uh, or, or maybe half of the game, but – that kid is a fresh, true freshman to go to USC and and start and uh, pretty I mean, pretty impressive. They've had some impressive linebackers come out of USC over the years, and if you're starting as a true freshman, you they you're a, a heck of a football player. Yes. And he pretty much did everything at Manny. I think he played quarterback, middle linebacker, he, wherever they wanted him to play, he played. He played. But he he's a hitting machine. And all right, I can't I can't hold back anymore. Let's okay. talk about the opening kickoff of the Saints game yesterday. I, I missed it. Oh, I do know that they fumbled it on the opening kickoff. But I started I, getting text messages from my Cowboys fans. I, I can't. I was still in church. Church doesn't get over to about twelve fifteen, so I missed the very beginning of it. And um, yeah, and I was when I got in there, it was like turnover already. I thought. I actually, I thought Carr had thrown an interception when I heard that we'd already had one turnover. I didn't know it was on the opening kickoff. So uh, I started, and of course, I I. For the first time in years, I, I got the Sunday ticket. Right. I was wanting to watch Terrace Marshall with Carolina Panthers, Parkway uh, alum. And um, I wanted to watch Devin White, who I'm a big fan of for Tampa Bay. I wanted to watch Burrow. So I've got, you know, the Red Zone channel. I've got a four-way multi-view. I've got right. the Red Zone channel, Carolina Panthers, Tampa Bay, and then Burrow, which Burrow had a rough game. It was rainy and wet and miserable conditions. But – uh, really enjoyed watching uh, football most of the day yesterday. And uh, obviously, uh, you know, I, contrary to uh, what most people believe, I, I pull for the Saints. I like the Saints. They're like my third or fourth favorite team to watch. I just hate their fans. Right. I understand. Y'all are, y'all are just obnoxious y'all, to my team. Y'all? Well, yeah, actually, I am. I ain't Obno- like, you know, like not only there's there's – one guy, I think his name's Chris Smith, Councilman Chris Smith, <laughs> sends a text message, the Cowboys better win tonight or I'm going to be insufferable all week. I'm like, you ju- your team just won. Like, by celebrate one. your we won, win. We won by one point. Celebrate your win and leave my Cowboys alone. And so uh, all, I didn't even respond. 
Cowboys play last night, 40 to nothing. And all I responded was W. I mean, that's really all there was. Right. The team got the W. So, I know there's the Northwest Louisiana rivalry between America's team and Louisiana's team. It's, that's probably the only place that that rivalry exists is Shreveport. Yeah, I think because – and, again, it goes back to people say, well, why aren't you a Saints fan? You're an LSU fan. You know, the Cowboys in the 80s when I was young, you know, my grandfather would take me to the Cowboys game because that was a three-and-a-half-hour ride. Opposed to – well, back then it was four-and-a-half because it was yes. 55. And, you know, it was – to go to New Orleans, it's just right. – I never went to a New Orleans game. Right. I watched them. Um I thought the bags that were on their heads were very cute. <laughs> and I really wish that some of these Saints fans still wore those. Yeah, because uh, some of them aren't very cute. You know, it, it's uh, – but anyway, NFL's back. That's great. Uh, obviously, tonight uh, we'll get to see Aaron Rodgers and his new team go take on Buffalo. And, and Jordan Love played well. Jordan yesterday. Love did play well. Yesterday and in, in replacing Aaron Rodgers. How's your fantasy today? football team do? Uh, my fantasy teams, I think, are going to go two and two this week. Okay. So I, uh, I'm only in one league this year and, and got a W uh, against Dennis Bamberg. And uh, even with Joe Burrow having a rough night at quarterback, I got the uh, victory. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and tell everybody how you got the victory. My Dallas Cowboys defense and kicker. The uh, Dallas Cowboys defense got 35 points yes, for me, and they, the kicker got 10. And Eric Newman drafted a kicker in the second <laughs> round, and his kicker only got him five. Newman, uh, I, I was like, what is he doing drafting a kicker in the second round? Every time you tell about Newman's draft, it gets higher and higher. Next week is going to be a no- – Newman took first him round. in the first round. With the first overall pick, Newman takes a kicker. And I think it was actually like – Fifth, sixth? Fifth, sixth. It was down there a little yeah, bit. It, it, might, wasn't, it, it wasn't quite up at But it was very early, and I picked my kicker off of the waiver wire. Yes. And he got ten points, and, and Eric's got five. So just picking with him a little bit. But uh, football time, man, it's it's exciting time, not only for local communities, but uh, for colleges and NFL, and we're – we're we're excited to football season's well, here. You, you know what today actually is, huh? What is today? Overreaction Monday. Overreaction, uh, yeah. Because I, there, I, I've seen already articles about people, teams that should be worried. The Cincinnati Bengals are supposed to be in the playoffs or Super Bowl contenders. They should be worried. The Kansas City Chiefs should be worried. I'm thinking, really? Yeah, they had a, a they had a bad week. week. And, and really and truly, Kansas City didn't have it. They lost by a point. And they had a guy who dropped like 27 passes. Oh, Tony. He had a rough yeah, night. Look, Tadarius, Tony? Yeah. Tadarius, or I don't know exactly. Uh, he had yeah. a rough night. He had a really rough night. I mean, I and don't they think. didn't have. Uh, Kelsey. Uh, El Travador. Yeah, because I was supposed to have Kelsey in our league, and I didn't get him, so I lost this week in our league. But, um, yeah, it. Overreaction. I, I, Kansas City's going to be there. Cincinnati's going to be there. The 49ers look like they're the real deal. They're going to be there. You know. Yeah, I think for 49ers, Rams looked good yesterday. Uh, Without Cup. Uh, it's going to be a long long NFL season. Injuries are going to yeah. be – you know, like the Cowboys defense, they looked phenomenal last night. But realistically, they were one or two injuries away from – not being that dominant of a, of a defense. By the way, speaking of the Cowboys' defense, did I hear McQuamu had a fumble recovery last He did. Last night? He did. Uh, it was, uh, I think, in the fourth quarter of the game. Yeah. But uh, 
saw him on some special teams making some plays as well. So that's a sure. Israel Mukwamu, Parkway High School graduate, Another playing Parkway, for yes. America's team. That was he's the same year as Terrace Marshall. Yes, that that yeah. was a a pretty talented team right there. At one time they had Mukwamu drafted rated to go in the first round, but he quickly fell off of that. But yeah, it was. I heard his name last night, and they actually did a pretty good job of pronouncing his name. Yes. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I'm glad football's back. I, I, I don't get to watch it quite as much as I want to right now because I've got something else tying up my time. But what's that? <laughs> I got a thing called an election coming uh, up, and it, you know, taking up a little walking, bit of my walking time. Walking the streets. Yes. South Bossier. Taking up a little bit of my time. So, you know, I have to ask people and knock. Just the call door. me. I'll, I'll give you updates. You'll give me updates. Yeah. Well, yesterday my my daughter's boyfriend, um, he was with us, and he I'm pretty sure he had his phone on the whole time he was walking because he knew exactly what had happened before I even got a chance to tell him. He was like, I already know. I think he was trying to keep up with his fantasy team and the Saints at the same time. So, uh, but I'm I'm thankful that they got out and went and walked yesterday some, and. But it was fun. I, I, it makes I, it a lot easier when you've got some help. Yes, it's yes. tough when you're out there and you're 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 walking. It's just you, you and your wife. When you mm-hmm. can get some some volunteers to uh, to walk out there with you. It's, yes, it's, and and when it's this hot, it's tough to get volunteers. Well, yesterday felt pretty good. It wasn't a hundred and seven like it's been the yeah. previous two weeks, and it was miserable those other weeks. But yeah, yesterday felt pretty good. I I, I don't remember just dripping sweat like I did before. People, well, and you, you passed out some fans at the game Friday. So passed out fans at the, yes. Kind of cooled down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I should be taking one of those fans with me when I'm walking. I don't yeah. know why I don't ever think about that. Take one of those with you. You also, uh, and kind of since we're in the real news segment, the Parkway Panthers cross-country team hosted mm-hmm. the uh, Border Dash this yes. weekend. And Gabe Faulting, shout-out to Gabe Faulting, Coach Faulting's son, finished first place. He yeah. finished second apparently several times and was able to finish first and matter of fact speaking of the cross-country team because we've had it hadn't had a show since the previous but the week before they went up to memphis and finished second, second out of 66 teams up there which was like nationwide schools it was some big boys yeah. up there and they finished second which is the highest they've ever placed in, a, in one of those type of term um cross-country meets i think they had like 1500 kids or something like that yeah. running it was the number was outrageous how many kids were running in that so shout out to the parkway cross-country team you know as well as i do they always have a good team yes and they're always a contender for a state title probably a top five team every year um so hopefully this, this year, year they've yeah. got some seniors that are and even on the girls side and uh that are that finished second in the border dash yes and uh, they're they're, they're going to be so I don't I don't know that cross countries is exciting to 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 watch but it's yeah. different I highly recommend you go out and check it out and watch yes. them at the South Bossier Park yeah matter of, and and yes the fact that they were running at the South Bossier Park so there's no reason that you guys say oh I can't I don't know where they run at they literally run down the street from the school so yeah. they they get out there at the South Bossier Park and they have a little trail marked out for them and they they go to town on it so. Very, uh, very strong cross country team, and, and worth going out and supporting them and checking them out. And uh, uh, I, I believe they're going to win a state championship this year. I hope Call, so. I'm calling my shot right now. You're calling cross, it, huh? Parkway so cross country. You know what? We called it with the girls, so I guess we can call. And they've it got a them. freshman running. Um, 
And I can't, I, I lost all train of thought of his, uh, Brendan Robin. Okay. Freshman that is, that I think he finished fourth. Really? And uh, so I think they have a really strong cross-country team and, and, and could be strong for the next couple of years, so we'll have to keep our eyes on that. I, I can tell you right now there is never going to be a time or never has been a time that Keith Sutton has finished in the top 10, top 50, top 100 in a running event. There's only two ways you're going to see me running. Yeah, me too. I'm going to be running from somebody that's, that's trying to get me or I'm going to be running – Towards David Montgomery. Only two times <laughs> you're going to see me run. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you're not going to see me. If you see me running, you better run too because something's not right. Because I, I don't – I always get the idea, hey, I'm going to go – I want to jog. I want to start running. And that lasts about 30 seconds, and then that just goes out the window. Yeah. That, that running stuff is for those skinny guys. When I, I, when I go to the Bel Air gym and I go walk the track, I, I get this wild hair. I'm going to run the straightaways. I think I run four of them, and then I'm like, yeah, that was a bad idea. Let's just keep walking. Denise and I, one day after we got finished working out with Dylan, we said, we're going to do a little cardio, and we would um, run a lap, walk two, run a lap, walk two, and we did that. And, man, it wore me out. And They got- say that is the best. So I had somebody tell me that if you go up there and do, like, 21 laps and you – walk the, the curves and run the straightaways that it's the best way to do your cardio. Uh, I, I didn't make it past, I think, four. And I said, yeah, I'm going to walk the rest yeah. of these. It's, um, I think, 17.2 laps to make a mile or something like that. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, not, it's not very far. I shouldn't have said that. I should have made it sound like it was a long ways per lap. But um should have made it sound like it's a re- it's, it's a actual regular-sized track. And, so so when we're running, actually, it's probably a bigger track than normal, and that's what we're running on. But, no, um, I enjoy working out to a certain extent, but I do not enjoy running. Never never have. Never been a runner. You know, just not something that appeals to me. I always hear about that runner's high, and I've never had that runner's high. So, Yeah, I'm missing out on that as well. well man, I think that about covers it for a real news segment of the yeah. show. So does that mean it's time for It's going to be time for your favorite segment of the show. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you all very much for joining us for the real news segment of the show. We'll be back for the real funny dad joke segment. (laughs) Welcome back to the Burkhardt Insurance real funny dad joke segment of the show. Keith, it's time for some dad jokes. It's time for some dad jokes. You know, it's my favorite time of the the whole show is when we get to talk about this. And, you know, I, I want to thank C.B. Burkhart for allowing us to do this. But that's my favorite part of the whole show. I really is. C.B. It, and Chase Burkhart, if you are looking for home insurance, auto insurance, commercial business insurance, you need to give C.B. and Chase a call at 318-746-6716, Burkhart Insurance Agency. So, you know, a second ago we were talking about running well, it reminds me of a story that my wife said to me this weekend. She said, you know, Keith, if you want to lose some weight, maybe you should start doing some lunges. And I said, yeah, that'll be a big step forward. How about you? Man, I, I got a question. Serious okay. question. All right, let's hear it. Why are hurricanes usually named after women? Because they're the, I don't know, strong, strong ones of the bunch. 
No. Because when they come, they're wet and wild. But when they leave, they take your house and car. <laughs> wow. Wow, that one blew on through, didn't it? Miss um, Cheatham, I didn't tell that joke. Um, that, who, who, that was sent in by somebody, right? That was sent in by somebody, yes wow. it was. We won't we won't mention who sent that in. We'll let it stay anonymous. We'll let it, let it, that one fall on us. But that was pretty funny. That that was good. I, I I like that. You know, I've been worried about my weight, so I've been trying to lose some weight. And in the whole time, I thought my dryer had been shrinking my clothes. I've had that happen. You know, I found out the problem is my refrigerator. Your refrigerator's holding too much food? Mm-hmm. I think the dryer really does shrink your clothes. Is that what it is? That's what I... I'll, I'll swear by it. Also eats socks. Yes. You're and so do our dogs. <laughs> <laughs> My dog will eat anything. It doesn't matter what it is. You know what? Have, have I talked to you about me going to Margaritaville yet? No. You know, I, and I know we're on dad jokes, but it just dawned on me thinking about my dog eating anything because we took my dog to the down to Galveston for Labor Day weekend. And we were at Margaritaville. They have an RV resort down there. So we were down there staying at the Margaritaville. And so happened that's the weekend that Jimmy Buffett died. You know, so, I, and, and this is not a dad joke. I'm not bleeding up to a dad joke here. Um, they, they did a shout-out for him or a toast at 5 o'clock at the pool, which I thought was pretty neat. But we took our dogs down to the beach. And I'm telling you, that English bulldog of mine will eat anything. It does not matter. And I took her out in the ocean. I guess she thought she was in a big water bowl because she decided she wanted to drink the, the salt water. And I don't, I don't understand. I had to make her quick. I thought, surely she'll drink a sip of it and say, that's horrible. No, she, she liked it. No, she didn't care. She was just drinking it. <laughs> it might have tried to bit eat fish diving down. I, I was like, at I least you it. can take your bulldog to the ocean because if Shaq was, if uh, he would cause terror to everybody, it would, it would really, it would, be, it would be zero fun for us and it would be zero fun for everybody else around. Huh. So at least yours is civil enough that you could. <laughs> Take it to the beach because Shaq would probably run around and just pounce on everybody. Well, we had to keep him on a leash. Yeah. But, but you know, I don't know if you've ever been to that. We actually was at Crystal Beach is where we had, which is, I think is on Galveston Island or somewhere in that area. Related anyway to Crystal Meth? Might be because okay. when, when I tell you what I – when I thought – you know, they call the Alabama coast and part of the Florida coast the Redneck Riviera down there. No, sir. I was in the Redneck Riviera the other day. They drive their trucks on the beach. They park them on the beach. They had their campers on the beach. I mean, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. But, you know, back to back to the funny part. Sorry, I got sidetracked. I just thought about Margaritaville and about talking sir? about drinking anything. Is it my turn? Your turn? Yeah, it's your my turn. turn. What is a tree's least favorite month? Least favorite month? I was going to say fall, but that's not a month. September. <laughs> I like that. That's that's good. Timber. All right. You know, the other day I was um, 
singing in the shower. I like to sing in the shower. And everything, it's, it's actually pretty fun. Everything goes okay until you get soap in your mouth. And then it's a soap opera. I've never sang in the shower and got ah, soap in my mouth, but I, I, I'm not also not a good <laughs> opera singer. So you don't use the soap as a microphone? No, me because I actually use body wash, so <laughs> I don't get a chance to do that either. But uh, another serious question. For All right, you. let's hear it. I'm, I'm up Why can't questions. you trust the king of the jungle? Because he's on the on the Bossier City Council. Because he's always lying. Okay, so never mind. I was right either way. Yes, you were. So, cool deal. I, I got one right. Did I get credit for that one? Boom. All right, I got one more, and I think I'm out of them. You know, I'll, I've been afraid lately. There's been a couple things that have been scaring me, and I've been afraid for the calendar. I believe its days are numbered. They are. <laughs> they are numbered. That's good stuff. We appreciate everybody that sends in. Some of these dad jokes for us to read, like the first one, uh, C.B. Burkhart, we really appreciate you sending that one to us. <laughs> Thank so, you, So, Mom, <laughs> if you have a problem with that joke, I'll give you C.B.'s Burkhart's phone number, 318-746-6716, Burkhart Insurance That's Agency. Right. We really appreciate them sponsoring the Real Funny Dad Jokes segment of the show. And I think that's everything we've got today. That, for that is show. everything. You know, real quick, real quick word. You know, we talk about our dad jokes being our favorite. It must be a fan favorite for a lot of people because people ask us for dad jokes during the football telecast. Oh, yeah. We were, we were so, doing the play-by-play and color commentating. Somebody said, where's the dad joke? Yeah. So, so you know, obviously, it's, it's uh, a it's a We appreciate you all tuning in for the dad joke. Even if you fast-forward through all the political talk or maybe that's even right. the football talk, uh, we appreciate y'all tuning in, and, and we hope you enjoy and continue to watch and continue to join us on the sidewalk. Yeah, we, we appreciate y'all every week, each in and weekend, week out, that we have people come to the sidewalk and visit with us and listen to us, and we want to thank you. You know, hit that like and subscribe button and maybe get us out there a little bit more, but thank you for um, putting up with us on the sidewalk. So that's it for me. Thank y'all for joining us. Have a great day, and we'll see y'all next week on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm.